Hello, I'm Mark Tweddle. Welcome to another episode of You Tell Your Stories, where we share with you stories from our storytelling classes. You can learn about our classes both online and in Burbank, California by visiting youtellyours.com or watch our Facebook Live sessions every Friday on the You Tell Yours Facebook page. For this week's episode, we have my friend Declan Laird, a guy who grew up just a few miles away from where I grew up. So finally for me, a storyteller with an accent I can truly understand. How are you all? (laughs) So it was late June 2010, and my father and I found ourselves at a loose end on Hollywood Boulevard, right on the corner of Hollywood and Highland. Now this was rare, because my dad had rigorously in his way planned this trip from sightseeing to dinners, and at this point we just got off one of those godforsaken house tour things, which I think they make up <laughs> So we had a couple hours to spare, and I'm standing there, you know, curiously, and I'm reading this sign, and I hear from over my shoulder, $20. No. $25. Not gonna happen. $25 now, $25 after. So I like a challenge. So I was like, okay. Now my dad had bet me to go into this acting school to do an acting class, just for a laugh. So as I walked and I ascended the stairs of Stella Adler Acting School, which is highly prestigious, but I didn't have a clue at the time, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't come from that world. In fact, I was injured at the time because I was a professional soccer player back in Scotland. I tore my ACL in my knee, and this had happened maybe like six weeks beforehand. And I was, you know, I was kind of down, so my dad whipped me off to LA to improve my spirits because I'd always been a bit of a movie buff, and he wanted to do the studio tours and all that kind of stuff. So I quite gallously walk into this acting school. I think $50 in my back pocket, that's a new pair of trainers or sneakers, that's great. (laughs) So I go in and I changed the rules when we got in there. I said, you're not coming in the room, first of all. That's not happening. So he sat outside, he said, that's fine. So I go in and they had us do a little improv, they had us do a little monologue, a little cold read. Now something came over me in that room where I didn't feel as nervous or out of place as I thought I should. I kind of went into fight or flight mode, but I was trying to make all these comparisons to, well, how is it similar to soccer? Not really in any way, because guys in a locker room are not the same as people in an acting class <laughs> in Hollywood Boulevard. But, you know, I was getting on with everyone and trying to charm my way through it. And I really enjoyed myself, although I didn't want to admit it to myself. At the end of the couple hours, the head of the school had been in the room and he pulled me aside and he said, you know, you have a knack for this. You should do this when you go back to Scotland. And again, I really... I. I was curious, but I didn't come from that world. I'd be embarrassed to tell people. I'd be embarrassed to tell my dad. I walk out, I pocket the $50, and the next day we flew back to Scotland. And the whole time this idea of could this be a possibility was going through my head. I got back home and I started physiotherapy on my knee. The soccer season was starting, and the physiotherapy, the injury was a lot worse than they thought it was. Um, It was going to take longer to come back. The knee would never be fully healed. And I really was at a loose end that thinking would was my dream going to be sort of ripped out of me? This is what I want to do my whole life. Cut a long story short, I kind of put my, well, not really. I kind of, I've got four minutes left at this point. Um, (laughs) Wrong phrase. Um, I was working in a local coffee shop while I was going through a rehab on my knee. And I kind of, I don't want to say I went into a state of depression, but I was very down. I put my life on hold. I was clearing out my wallet one day in my house and I found the Stella Adler card. And without telling my parents, I thought, you know what? 
let's give this a go. I went into the yellow pages and I literally cold called agencies in Glasgow and was like, hey, I want to be an actor, can I come meet you? But 90% of them hung up after about 10 seconds, which I should have got used to moving to LA after that. So one guy agreed to meet me purely because he supported the soccer team I played for and knew who I was. So he was just like, this is going to be a great story to tell people. So I go up to Glasgow on the bus. I didn't have my driver's license yet. We'll get to that in a second. I go up and I meet this guy and I walk in and I didn't even know what a headshot was. And I go in and I tell him about my experience and he's kind of leaning back, just sort of looking at me, smiling. And I said, so like, when can you start sending me out on auditions? And he laughed and was like, it doesn't really work that way, but what I will do is I'll send you to a casting director friend of mine who will have you do a little read. Don't expect anything, nothing's going to come of this, but she can give you some recommendations on acting classes, whatnot. I was like, great, when's that going to happen? He said, let me just email her, you're a bit eager. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I leave, about a week goes past, I get a call. I get the call, you know, I'm in the kitchen, my mom and dad still don't know about any of this, and I like sneak outside and I'm like, okay, BBC building Monday, okay, great. Now, I had my driving test that Monday morning. My fourth driving test. <laughs> Terrible parallel parker, apparently. Hit the curb every time, it's horrific. So, failed my driving test, again, and uh, went and had to tell my mum, I had to tell someone, I had to get to the audition, and the bus was going to take too long, and the trains were off, because the weather's, you know, terrible in Scotland. So I go to my mum, and she's like, what? And I went, there's no time, woman, just drive me there. <laughs> so, like, she's driving, she's, like, breaking the speed limit, getting me to the audition. I get there, I'm late, I don't have a headshot, I don't have a resume, I run in. She waits outside, I go in. It was over so fast. And I had rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed as best as I could. You know, just like football, I thought, there's nothing I can do once I'm in there, so just prepare as much as possible, and we'll see what happens. So I come in and out, five minutes. And my mum goes, well, how did it go? And I go... I think it went pretty well. She goes, you're in and out pretty fast. And I'm like, yeah, that can't be good. My mum goes, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there was nothing to be lost because this was just a kind of like on a whim. Like, who knows what was going to happen? So anyway, a week goes fast. My dad, there was nothing about this. We kept it between us. And I wake up some Thursday morning, nice and early, about noon. And I go downstairs and I'm brushing my teeth and I hear my mom and dad like bickering away at each other, but not like normal bickering, like jovial bickering. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're talking about, you should have checked the messages. You should have checked the messages. And I'm like, so I walk in and they both just kind of do this like, and look at me. And my dad looks like a 12 year old, like at Christmas. He's just, and they kind of look at each other and go, are you going to tell? Are you going to tell? And my dad goes, you got the part! And I, I, I'd forgotten. And I didn't think he knew, so I was like, what? And I'm trying to like go through things in my head, like what have I done wrong over the past couple of weeks that I could be like getting done for here? And I go, oh my god, you mean it goes River City? Now this was a big, this is a big TV show, it's called a BBC show. And I kind of went into this more, I did this face, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> because now I couldn't wing this, like people were going to actually pay me to like go and do this and I was terrified, but I was happy, I was like wait a second, I'm going to be on TV, the women are going to be lining up, this is great. <laughs> so like, there was like so many like different emotions going on that I had no idea like what to think. So the script came in, I worked, uh, I got in touch with a couple of actors that I knew who hated this story obviously, which I now understand, uh, but they met with me and they worked with me and all that sort of stuff. When I went on set the following Monday, that's when I knew I'd found what I really wanted to do with my life. I thought I wanted to be a soccer player, 
I did up until that point, but from the moment I stepped on set, I knew my life was going to change forever, and no one was going to tell me otherwise. Did the show, nice little character arc, a um, couple other jobs, uh, short films that I won awards for, blah blah blah. And I kept in touch with the guy at Stella Adler, and I was telling him about this, and obviously he was absolutely delighted. And he said, you know, you're getting by, you're winging this right now because you have a little spark inside you, but if you really want to make a career out of this, you have to go to drama school. And I was like, drama school? No, I've got it. I've got it, whatever that is. I see him talking about it on the actor studio and I've got it, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> He's like, oh, do you? You know how many people I've heard say that they work in Starbucks? And I was like, yeah, okay. So he called the house and he was like, look, here's the two year conservatory, here are the fees. And I was like, not gonna happen. Uh, I spoke to my parents, they were like, not gonna happen. So he called back and said, let me speak to your father. So he goes on the phone to my dad, and I run up, I remember sneaking out, and I'm thinking, and my dad knows, so he shuts the other door to the other room, and I'm like, okay. So he comes in off the phone, and he goes, sit down. I sit down at the table, and he goes, okay, they've offered you a place at the school. And I said, yeah, and he says, and they're going to give you a scholarship. And I said, okay. And he said, but the term starts in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time, I was in LA. I flew here. I was two weeks after my 18th birthday. I didn't know a person, but I took the plunge in which thinking about now is absolutely terrifying, but I was so blindly probably ignorant and naive that I just went for it. I've now been here five years and it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. And it's not always been bright and rosy, there's been times of loneliness, there's been a lot of rejection. Obviously I know that this story is pretty rare now with my last past experiences over the last five years, but I have learned that any time of adversity should be celebrated because that makes me who I am right now and I can learn and I can grow from those situations and I think everyone can learn from that. Whatever the universe throws at you, just go with it. And if you're ever bet $25 by your father, your mother, your brother, just go for it because you have no idea how it might change your life forever. But you'll still be a terrible parallel parker because I am. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Declan's story. Our storytelling techniques are a practical way to help get yourself heard. Head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events both in Burbank and online. You can listen to this as a podcast at podcast.youtellyours.com or find it on iTunes or Google Music Play, whatever that's called. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. You can email me at mark at youtellyours.com if you have any questions or requests. Thank you for listening or watching.